now tapped in with the introspective father and son duo. Last name may be strange, but never strangers to the game. Adjust the listening devices and keep it live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ay, coming in, yeah. Flex, I just wanna win, yeah. LABB, who we running with, yeah. Two, two, three, three, I'm on 10 again, yeah. State your name. Hello, and welcome to another installment of No Strangers to the Game. I'm Ja, and that's Troy. And on today's episode, we're going to be discussing power, what it means to have influence and power in general, um, definition, and discussing some of our own experiences with power or being powerless. Uh, so to start you off, I wanted to give me, I mean, not the technical definition, but in your own words, the definition of power. In my own words, um, and just defining power, power to me means that you have the ability or the capacity to control your own destiny. So you have the ability to carry out your own will and there's nothing that anyone else can do or say to stop you from doing that. Power is also the ability to prevent someone from doing something to you or carrying out their will or imposing their will on you. So um, that's my definition of power. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I think power has a lot of synonyms that I think make it a little, a little more simple for people to grasp. For instance, strength is a synonym of power. Um, I think people can grasp that, okay, you're strong, either whether it be physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever. Strength, influence, I think is something that people can view and say that's a little more tangible, but power encompasses a lot more than that. But I do think that the overall kind of motif of power that you see throughout is that you have the ability to impose your will in whatever way that means, or at least stop other people from imposing their will on you. Um, so piggybacking off of that, give me a time where you felt powerful and why did you feel powerful? And I've had a few times where I felt powerful. Um, playing, being an athlete and playing sports, the time I can really remember is uh, playing um, college ball at uh, College of the Desert, uh, junior college and we won the Southern California Bowl. And then we beat a pretty good team, um, LA Southwest, who had guys who went on to play at Tennessee and, you know, big top time, top, top, uh, big time schools. And also he ultimately went on to play professionally. And we were able to go out there and beat that team. And I had a, had a pretty good game. And just being able to accomplish that, you know, you just feel this sense of power. Um, other times that I felt power is one time in particular, and it was it was more of a feeling and an ex than I had done. I hadn't done anything. I was one time I remember vividly. I think it was in West Covina or somewhere. I was going to a mall, and I just walked in the mall, and you know how you see on the uh, shows and the movies where the lights came on, and you just kind of stood there. <laughs> It didn't happen physically, but in my mind, I just walked in and I just got this feeling of that, man, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I have no reason why. I don't I don't remember anything that happened that caused me to think that, but it was a feeling of just like, wow, I, I just had that feeling of being in power and in control. And, you know, I kind of walked around, chest out, and I just mm. kind of felt this, this feeling. But largely, when I complete a task or do something that is difficult, and, um, you know, causes me to make an effort, put forth an effort, and I'm able to accomplish it, you know, I feel a, a great sense of power, you know, in those times. 
For me, it's it's similar. Obviously, I think anyone who's played a sport or you know is is involved in any type of athletic event can tell you that you know as as long as you're doing well, you feel powerful. You know, you feel have you feel like that's like I said that type of strength, um, and things just feel good. Um, and so, like you, I think with track and field, sometimes when you know you walk into a meet knowing you're one of the better athletes there, and you should go in and you should win your event, and then to actually accomplish it. You walk out feeling like, you know, I, I have some type of power. <laughs> that sounds weird to say, but, you know, it's like I, I am powerful in that sense. Um, another time I feel powerful, I think human capital is the greatest asset in the world. So when I'm leading a group or when I, I feel like I have some sort of influence over a group, whether they be younger than me or, you know, people, you know, within the same, you know, peer group as me, it just feels like, okay, I'm, I'm in a position of power and a position of control kind of kind of thing. And so th that's a moment where I always, I kind of look around, I'm like, okay, I feel like, you know, I'm doing something. I feel pretty powerful right now. Uh, but in that same light, give me a time where you felt powerful. What is the word? Powerless? Powerless. Not powerfulless. Powerless. <laughs> I've had a few times like that. One time, I, I mean, vividly I could think about as a kid, you know, getting in trouble and knowing that you're about to get a whooping. I mean, that's the most powerless feeling in the world, at least for me, because it was like, there's nothing I can do. This is coming. And, and you know, that was a bad feeling, especially when, when you got to wait on it, you know, and they just coming in and, you know, come on, you did this and the action is rapid. It's like, you know, you know it's coming, but you just got to wait for it to happen. Yeah. Um, other times when I felt powerless, is uh, with my family, if there is something going on with, with you guys, where particularly emotionally, because emotional pain and, and suffering is, is, is a little more difficult to kind of uh, soothe out and get over. You know, it's lingering. Whereas you get an injury, a physical injury, you can do things to kind of ease the pain and soothe it. Whereas an emotional situation, you know, it's, 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 it's going to take time to move past it and, and get through it. And so times when I see you guys where you may be struggling with something or feeling a certain way, and it's just like, other than some words, I really can't do much for you. Yeah. And, you know, those are times when I feel really powerless because, you know, it's just like, I want to do something, but I can't. You know, also when you guys compete, you know, you're out there and I think I probably get more nervous than, than you because it's like, I can't do that. You know, it's all on him. And so you just feel this sense of powerlessness because it's like, there's nothing I can do to sway this one way or the other. It's, it's just going to be what it is. So, um, so those are my times when I feel, you know, a sense of powerlessness. I have felt that way. Yeah. I think mine goes back to athletics as well. It's funny because as much as sports can make you feel powerful, when they're not going so well, you can feel extremely powerless. I think an, an example of that is injuries. You know, obviously, I think we look at injuries and say something that's that's actually something that's kind of in your control, right? If you if you stretch, you're careful about your training and you know making sure you're icing, doing all the things that you should to prepare your body. You shouldn't get injured, but it becomes really frustrating and you feel really powerless when you do all of those things. And an injury still happens. It feels like I did what I was supposed to, and this was just kind of out of my hands. That's probably the, the times where I feel the most powerless, if that makes sense. Um, but to, to, to dive deeper into power, um, after we've talked about our own experiences, do you believe 
Ab- first, okay, two parts actually, because I want you to define absolute power. And then after you've defined absolute power, or at least you know, a sense of, or an example of absolute power, let me know if you think absolute power is corrupt at its core. Well, absolute power to me is when you have complete and total control over everything. Like for instance, in the United States, we have three branches of government. We have the executive branch, we have the judicial branch, and the legislative branch, right? And those are put in place to have checks and balances so the president don't just do what he he or she wants to do, or the judicial branch doesn't just do what they want to do in the legislature. So it's all where they have to kind of have an accountability and checks and balances so that no one branch controls and dictates everything that happens. Where in a place where you have a dictator, that dictator has complete and utter control over everything. You know, all of the resources, controls the people, controls the military, and they control and dictate whatever happens. And so that's my definition of absolute power, that no one can challenge you or check you because you control everything. That doesn't mean at some point in time, somebody may may not rebel or rise up and, you know, you know, take you out or assume that power from you. But in that space and in that moment, you have control, control, total control over everything. And whatever you say or do, legal, illegal, no one can say, you know, stop, don't do that. And it wouldn't mean anything. So that to me means uh, my definition or how I see um, absolute power. Do you believe it's corrupt? I believe that power in the wrong hands can be corrupt. And and I, I always like to be optimistic. <laughs> I believe that there is somebody out there who would probably try to balance that power and not use it in a way to where they're corrupt, be, or, or they're corrupt. But when you are in a position where whatever you do, it goes and no one can stand in the way of you com- accomplishing whatever you're ch- uh, trying to achieve, it can more than likely is corrupt. I think about even as a parent, you know, some days you come home in a bad mood and you got kids, you're like, you know, just because I said it. <laughs> you know, it may not have been right. You know, I asked you to do something just because I said it. Well, you know, I don't want to hear no, I don't want no questions. Just go yeah. do it. So in that regard, in that little space, if as a parent we can do those things, I think it's very um, enticing and more times than not absolute power will corrupt you know so it's it's funny because i was sitting here thinking about it and i'm saying well in most cases that we've seen i mean the way you defined it a lot of times when people have that type of absolute power whether it be a dictator or just complete control over a situation i think a lot of times we see it go bad because as we know humans are flawed they're going to make mistakes and so if you have complete control over a situation and you make a mistake then it's going to look bad and then I, it's funny because you brought up parenthood and I thought about that. I was like, well, you know, parents kind of, at least I guess at the infant stage, parents have complete control over an infant, right? You, mm-hmm. you feed them when, you know, you feel like, well, they may cry, but you, you know, you feed them <laughs> whenever you feel like you change them, you, you move them wherever they need to be moved. Um, but I wouldn't say that's corrupt, right? Because, you know, you're yeah. trying to care for them. Well, what I thought about is I think absolute power is corrupt when you're attempting to retain absolute power, right? Because as a parent, the part of the reason you starting to do all of those things is hopefully every day you want your child to be more independent and they want you want them to have more and more power over themselves, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's really about your intentions and whether or not you are wishing to retain absolute power. Now, if you want to just keep controlling the situation, that's where that may come into corruption because your, your ideas may not be the best for everyone. Um, and so in that sense, I think if you're trying to retain absolute power, that's where the corruption comes around. Yeah, retaining it. And also, no one likes to admit they made a mistake. You know, <laughs> So if you make a mistake and if there's a way for you to just say, you know what, nobody needs to see that. We, we're not going to worry about that. Most of us would probably do it. <laughs> um, but because of the checks and balances, you look and you're like, man, if I, there's going to be some consequences for that. So, <laughs> you know, those checks and balances keep you from doing things that are going to create even more trouble or corruption. So, um, so I, I think, yeah, ultimately, because we are flawed, most of, in most cases, most of us would probably, if we had absolute power, we would, we would probably be corrupt on some level, maybe not to the degree of what we've seen throughout history on some levels, um, but some way that power, we would probably abuse it. Mm. So to move on, how do you, in your in your own way, how do you obtain power? And give me some specific specific steps and actions that you take to obtain power. And that and that sounds kind of weird. Like, how do you gain power? It sounds evil almost at its core. But I guess rise to a level to where, as long as you're the best person for the job, you're in a position of power. Well, I, I think how you obtain power, in my mind is that you become a master at something. You become the best at whatever that is. And in doing so, you obtain value. And when you have value, people are going to seek you out to uh, have you express or to share or to uh, do whatever it is you do that has some value. And so that gives you power in a sense that I come in and I'm the authority or I'm the best at what I do most likely people won't allow me to do things the way I want to do it and how I do it because I am considered the foremost expert or authority. And to me, that allows you to uh, have that power to whether it be economic resources, whether it be to social uh, aspirations and, and influence, that allows you to develop power because you've created value. And in that value, people don't want to harm value because they need it. You know, even in the times when people were enslaved, they didn't want to arm the slaves because they needed them to work. And even in some sense, the slaves had power in that regard. Um, it wasn't in the way Kanye, that- it, Kanye West no. statement alert. <laughs> no, and I'm not saying it, well, I'm just saying, because they had value and, you know, the slave masters needed them, you know, there was a sense of power in that. It wasn't to the degree where he just walk off when he got ready. <laughs> But if they all decided, you know, we done, that's a sense of power, but it came with consequences. And so um, you have to be also willing to flex that power and leverage it when you have it. Um, and that's probably not the best example. <laughs> you might get a <laughs> soundbite out of that in a few years. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying power is something because of value. When yeah. you have a value, you have a sense of power because people need that. And like money, they say money is power money has value and allows you access to things that you may need and want. So, um, so that's how I see you creating power is by developing and creating value in whatever it is you do and who you are. 
I think about it and when I read the question, I was immediately like, well, I don't, I'm not sure there are action steps that you would take to gain power. I think the hope is that you get to a point where you deserve power and then it's kind of, I wouldn't say bestowed upon you, but you just kind of come into it because like you said, you create value within yourself. You, Mm -hmm. you know, gain the necessary skills to actually lead and use the power wisely. And then you get to a level where I think people around you recognize that and they say, okay, we should, I guess, in a way, make this guy, you know, give him power over whatever the situation is. But like you said, it goes back to creating value. But piggybacking off of that, I wanted to ask you in a situation where you believe that you deserve the power, right? You believe you're the best person for the job or to at least have and hold that power and someone doesn't give it to you or, you know, the people kind of deny you it or others around you deny you it. What do you do in a situation like that? Well, it really depends on where you're at in your situation. Do you have the ability to walk away and go do your own thing? Do you have the ability to walk away and say, you know what, they got a job over here where they're gonna value me and they're gonna put me in that position to do what it is that I do. And so I believe you always have options. May not always be great options in your mind because there's always a potential uh, or possibility of losing or missing. You know, you may believe that you're more valuable than you really are and you, you know, uh, incorrect that <laughs> assumption. <laughs> now that's funny because I think I think back to this interview Jimmy Iovine did and he said if you think you're supposed to be the boss start your own and then you'll find out if you're supposed to be the boss or not. You yeah. Know, because like 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 you said it's like you know a lot of times we look up we look at leaders or people of power we can criticize every mistake they make uh, but you know I think when you really get your own and you're in that position of power you may look and say well maybe there was a reason he was doing that that way or I don't know it any better than he does. So, you know what I mean? I think that's that's a really important thing to remember is that, you know, if you if you feel that way, start your own and you'll find out. <laughs> well, you know, also being in a position of leadership and having the opportunities at times, you know, there's a, there's a weight. There yeah. is a lot of weight on you because you're making decisions for other people. And, you know, if you care about other people and you have any type of compassion for humanity or just people in general, you want to make the decisions that are going to be in the best interest of everyone. And sometimes you're going to have to make decisions that people may not agree with, but ultimately you want to make decisions that are going to be good for everyone or the majority of the people that you're dealing with. And so there's a lot of weight that comes with that, you know, and sometimes there's sleepless nights. Sometimes there's decisions you have to make that is not going to be a good decision overall because somebody on one side of that decision is going to come up on the short end of the stick. And as a result, somebody's going to feel either betrayed, belittled, or hurt. And you have to live with that. And so, you know, when you say you want to be the king, Mm -hmm. you know, they say heavy is the head that wears the crown. Heavy is the head. That's true. Um, But it's also good to be in a position where you can have that influence because you don't want to be on the, on the on the other side of it where you have other people always dictating you what what you do what you don't do so um it's it's a responsibility that comes along with being the king that having the power um and as long as you recognize that i think you should be you should be fine and it's it's not easy uh-huh. you know there's gonna be a lot of days where you're gonna have to do and say things that you would prefer not to 
or it would be very uncomfortable, you know, but that's, that's part of the role of being, being in power. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so this next question, I'm going to say the question, then I'm going to preface it, which is backwards, but we're going to go like that. So the question is, can you obtain power without economic resources? So I want to preface it with this. I think it, I think everyone can agree that in a perfect world, you don't need money to, to rise to power. Or if you're the right person for it, that, you know, like we talked about, that power should be kind of given to you or bestowed upon you because you're the right person for the job. But I want to talk about in the world we live in right now, <laughs> can you rise to real significant power without economic resources? Or do they have to go hand in hand? I'll answer that in two ways. <laughs> First, I'll say, Yes, if you have value, right? So if I have the secret to curing whatever the most formidable disease is, people are gonna want me around and they're gonna cater to me to some degree because I have something that no one else has. Now, if they are able to obtain it and don't need me anymore, then I may not have the power that I <laughs> had or I thought I had. So in that regard, I say yes. In most instances, no, economic, resources is what allows you to buy yourself time buy people to do the things that you need them to do um basically buy people to do your bidding yeah. and so um so so yes you can but in most instances it's not likely because economic resources uh really dictate largely what we do and how we do things and so um i, I hope that makes sense no, I completely agree. And I had the same thought process. It's like, yes, I mean, I can think of those few, there's there's obviously a lot of people that I think of that say, well, they didn't start off, you know, I was going back to my guy, LeBron James, right? He didn't start off. I mean, he was, you know, a poor kid from Akron, Ohio. But like you said, he was valuable in that he was entertaining to watch. People wanted to pay him a lot of money to play basketball. But it's funny because when you think about it, his real power started to come when he started to make millions of dollars and then he could, you know, make the moves he wanted to make financially uh, within his community or, you know, so on and so forth, that power started to come when he really had his finances. And so, but it, as, as I say that, I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay, well, he gained it. He gained all of his financial you know, success through creating value really without having any financial resources to begin with. But did his real power come when he got his financial resources or did he already have most of his power before then? I would probably say he gained influence over time as he was consistent in certain ways, he was able to speak out. And as he gained the fan base and he became the face of the league, he gained the power because of his value. You know, so if LeBron decides he stopped playing at a certain point, you know, as he was rising to power, that would add an impact on the NBA. Yeah. You know, just because he is so um, polarizing, you know, he adds a lot of interest and intrigue to the paper, to the to the league, to the sports shows. I mean, I haven't probably the last five years or even longer haven't went a day watching a sports show where his name didn't come up. I mean, yeah. it didn't matter what the time of the season or the year, his name seems to pop up for whatever. So um, I think over time he gained power, but it was due to the value that he created in where he was at. Well, okay, I, had, I just thought of this too. And tell me whether or not you agree. 
I think, like you said, value is one of those things that obviously can, can bring you power if you're creating value. But I feel as though you have to constantly be creating value. You can't just have it done it once and then, you know, live off of that. You have to be constantly creating value. Whereas if you get enough financial resources, I think you can, you can always find a way to be in a position of power if you have the financial resources. Whereas, like I said, if you were just if you're gaining your power based off of the value you bring to the table, table, mm -hmm. you're gonna have to be constantly creating that. Because even if you have the cure to cancer, after a while, people may get the the ingredients, or they may figure out, you know, what the you know recipe is, or what have you, and then your value is gone. You know, yeah. it's like we got it now. Or like even with athletes or singers, you know, if you can't dance anymore, or you can't play basketball, you break, you tear your knee or something, your value is gone. So you have to be either constantly creating value or I think you've gone to the financial resources to keep power. Right, and I think one of the ways that we all have power is one, being ourselves. And what I mean by that is that I don't care how terrible I am, there's nobody who can be a better me than me, <laughs> right? Yeah. That yeah. in and of itself is a sense of power. Um, but also when you're, um, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm getting old, y'all. <laughs> um, but essentially what I was just trying to say is that um, your power comes from your gift, meaning that I have something that I was put here. And I believe this, that I was put here to do something that nobody else can do in the way that I do it, in the, re the way that I do it, why I do it, and when I do it. And I think that that's power. And I think we all are in that position we just don't all recognize it and see it in that way. Um, power is a mind state, partially. Also, power is real when it comes to having the resources, the authority and the influence to make something happen. But you have to dream it, you have to think it, and you have to see yourself in power and you have to feel that way. Because I know people who were not very powerful, not very big, they just talk big. Yeah. Because they talk big, people thought, well, this person must be a bad person <laughs> for them to talk like that. They got to be something. And it, sometimes it's just a mind state um, to give you that sense of power so that people recognize or at least, you know, stop and, and take notice. And, you know, so I think it's a mind state one. I think it's understanding who you are and what you bring to the table so that um, people see the value. Again, that word value comes back. And I think value and power are, you know, some, not when say synonymous, but they go hand in hand or complement each other. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you on the the knowing who you are. I think there is power in knowing who you are and knowing what you believe and what you stand on. Because in search, I don't think anyone can have power over you fully if you know who you are, you know what you stand for and what you aren't going to stand for. Um, I think that that creates power in itself. I think about the Amistad, right? The, the, the boat or the ship, the slave ship that um, the slaves took over. I mean, there was power in knowing we, we know who we are, we know where we're from and we're not going for this. And if we die, so be it. They, they won't have power over us regardless. I won't, we, we won't stand for that. And so I think there's a lot of power in that and in knowing who you are. And I think it, I think about some of, you know, you have actors and comedians and singers who said, you know, a lot of times they were trying to emulate, you know, people that they saw as successful. And it wasn't until they said, you know what, I'm gonna use my voice or I'm gonna be myself that they, a lot of times that they talk about how that's when I started to blow up and garner my success, so. 
Yeah, I, you know, going and piggybacking off what you just said and knowing who you are, I, I made me think of Dave Chappelle when he walked away from the Dave Chappelle show. I mean, the average person wouldn't, uh, they would have just acquiesced to whatever they was asked to do. $50 million. And, <laughs> yeah, that's hard to walk away from. Uh, um, for those who don't know the story, the story is that Dave Chappelle was, you know, obviously doing a very successful show. Um, and they wanted to basically take some of his control and his power away from his show and some of his creative uh, influence over his own show. But they were offering him $50 million to do another season of the show. And because they wanted to take some of his power and creative control over his show away, he walked away from all the money and stopped doing the show. So, And, you know, he for many, many years, he was, you know, off the scene, but he was still doing what he did because he was Dave Chappelle. I mean, doing shows and little clubs and places just because he was funny. He was a value people went. And ultimately, he ended up getting that money, you know, from Netflix deals, what, 60 million? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's a lesson to be learned that, you know, if you stay true to who you are, it may not happen at the time that, you know, you was hoping it did. But if you stay, stay the course, you know, you'll get what you need and you be true to yourself. Yep. Last question. Um, it's, it shouldn't, I, well, I'm saying this to you. It shouldn't take you too long to answer this, <laughs> but how do you feel when you see someone abusing their power? Oh, that to me, I have a switch. And that sets a switch <laughs> off for me. I'm very laid back and it takes a lot for me to, you know, get angry or upset about something. But when I see someone abusing power, particularly a bully, I mean, there's nothing that will set me off faster than, you know, a bully just coming around and being that, you know. That to me is something that I just don't have a tolerance mm -hmm. for. And I go from zero to a hundred <laughs> and no time flat. So to me, that 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 just just you know infuriates me to see that. Mm. Well, I mean, I, how do I feel? When I, I mean, a lot of the same. I I don't I don't know if that's my number one trigger. Uh, <laughs> I mean, well, put it this way: when someone's abusing their power over me, then yes, then we got a huge problem. But well, that's it, what I mean. I'm talking about, yeah. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I mean, but it does bother me to see people when you see people who are in a position of power abusing their power, especially if it feels like they didn't gain their power organically. Like we, like we talk about di dictators and stuff like that. It just feels really artificial. And it's like the, the kind of like the Kanye West song, you know, where he says no one man should have all that power. It just feels like that's wrong. And, and, it, and it doesn't sit right with me now going back, coming full circle. When we talk about an, a dictator. I'm a somewhat in a position of powerlessness, so I guess I just got to be mad about it. But um, nonetheless, I think that is one thing that really disturbs me. So, well, I, I think I, I want to leave. Don't want to leave this, you know, the conversation without saying that we're all very powerful. We just have to have the courage to, you know, face whatever the consequences of standing up for what we believe in and demonstrating that power and don't it doesn't always mean that that's going to come down that way but you have to understand your power especially when you're in a position where you seem to be uh, uh subordinate or considered subordinate that you know you have to know who you are you have to know your value and you have to stand on that and it goes a long way and if everybody felt that and knew that there wouldn't be dictators yeah. You know, because what would you be ruling if ain't nobody around? You know, 
we either go we either go do this together or, or we all gonna die. Yeah. And we yeah. wanted to take that we wanted to take that um course of action if that's what it means. So yeah. um to me I think that's really important to, to know that. And it's it's a tough, you know, it, it takes some thinking, it takes some courage to really look out and see that wow, these terrible things could happen, but you know, I I'm I'm gonna stay the course and this is what I am, this is who I am. And you got to figure out how you want to deal with that. And I'm willing to pay the ultimate cost. You know, and one last thing I'll say, this one um, guy, I can't remember his name, but he said, you know, it's life, it's tough. He say, ain't none of us gonna get out of here alive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, on those words, (laughs) we'll wrap it up for another edition of No Strangers to the Game. We appreciate everybody for, you know, being a part of with being a part of this with us and listening in our conversations and uh we appreciate it if you join us on the next one as well peace all right that'll wrap up today's episode glad we could take a moment to put you up on game we post a new podcast every sunday morning now you know peace